This is The Jerry Callahan Show. You know, there are some moments in sports that you just never forget. They're just iconic, uh, legendary. Off the top of my head, I would say, um, for me, Carl Fisk's and Bernie Carbo's home runs in the 1975 World Series, although the Red Sox went on to lose that. I would say the 1980 Olympic Games in Lake Placid, the defeat of the Soviets. Excellent. Uh, the gold medal, the great miracle on ice. I'd say um, Larry Bird stealing the ball against Isaiah Thomas and the Pistons, uh, finding Dennis Johnson for the layup and defeating the the loathsome Detroit Pistons. Um, uh, Tom Brady, I, you know, oddly, the, the most iconic moment for Brady, I would say, would be the tuck rule, the tuck rule decision. Uh, against the Raiders, which kind of propelled them on their way. None of that would have happened if they didn't get the call against Charles Woodson in the Raiders. I mean, there's plenty of other Brady moments. There's a thousand Brady moments. I'm not sure it's slipping into the top 10. I'll put it top 15, but there was a moment over the weekend, if you haven't seen it, that will, to me, will be remembered forever. It was glorious. And I don't want to just focus on the negative. I want to pay tribute to my favorite women's soccer team, Sweden. Uh, the country of Sweden, not only are they a great team, play together, good team spirit, they stand for their national anthem. They're all women. I mean, they are real women. I don't think there's any Leah Thomases on this Swedish team. I predicted this the other day, Ironhead. I said, if they play a team like Sweden, people will root for Sweden. And I'm not talking about everybody in America, but the United States played Sweden in the Women's World Cup and went down to defeat, which was great because this U.S. team is impossible to root for. People, Some people say it's hard to root for Megan Rapino and all the other women that follow her, uh, the women that uh, take a knee for the anthem, refuse to sing the anthem, that whine about equal pay even though they don't create nearly the revenue the men do. Some people said it's hard to root. I think it's impossible to root for them, which is why I enjoyed the hell out of the ending. They were eliminated. They were two-time defending champs. They were the favorites, I believe. They were certainly expected to advance to win a game. Uh, well, they went to the round of 16 after tying Portugal 0-0, zero to zero, a game where uh, Carly Lloyd, the commentator, said the MVP of the game was the post because Portugal hit the post and they the uh, U.S. secured a tie and advanced but in their first game in the next round against Sweden, they went down on penalty kicks, which was awesome. But the way it happened makes it even better. If you haven't seen this yet, you really must. It was glorious. Purple haired, I should say blue haired Kaepernick. Uh, that would be Megan Rapino, the most repulsive member of this team. Just an arrogant, narcissistic ingrate. Just a absolute ingrate. All she does is complain about this country and whatever, police brutality and income inequality, you name it. She's, she she took, uh, took her cue from Kaepernick, took a knee from the anthem, and bullied her teammates, according to Hope Solo and others, bullied her teammates into taking a knee for the anthem as well. Some players did, some didn't. Well, we learned why blue-haired Kaepernick was on this team, and it sure ain't her skill, her talent. She is totally washed up, and I'm an expert. I don't know if you know this. I'm an expert on women's soccer. I broke down the video. I watched the film. She didn't belong on the team. 
I mean, she was there because of her celebrity, because of her, her uh, name and her hair. She had been playing, uh, she'd been sitting on the bench next to the coach for much of the first round because she's just not that good anymore. She's 38 years old. This was her last appearance in the World Cup. This video we're watching right now, how long is this, Ironhead? Just, this is a quick compilation of shots she not only missed, she just choked or just, I'm telling you, there are people on social media right now who are saying, uh, Megan Rapino didn't want to win. She, she, uh, look at that. There's that one, one shot. Is this the one where it's right across the crease? She's got the ball. She's got a wide open net and she not only misses the net, she kind of half asses. It doesn't even really kick the ball. Just kind of flails at it at the, at the 10 second mark of this. Look, there, look at that. Look at that. You're telling me that's just a woman past her prime. And then, the penalty kick, which is, you know, supposed to be fairly routine for a great legendary player like this against Sweden with the season, with the whatever, the cup on the line, her last moment in World Cup history. And she misses the net by about half a zip code, just <laughs> airmails it yeah. against Sweden and then laughs, which some people online got all upset that she was giggling and laughing afterwards, but I, that doesn't bother me. She's laughing at how bad she played, how bad she looked. She's laughing at just what an embarrassment she is to this country. And once this happened, people felt free to say good, good riddance to this American ingrate. And there's very little, I find, I found very little, very few people saying you have to root for her. She's American. No, you don't. And if you do, you should do that willingly. You should want to. You shouldn't be forced to root for her just because she grew up in America. She hates America. So if you love America, I think you're obligated to root against the person that hates America, who complains about America, who lies about America, who bullies her teammates to disrespect the anthem, the flag. I mean, why should you be obligated to root for this, this ungrateful brat? I don't see it. I don't feel it. I'm a, I'm a Sweden guy. Um, go Sweden. I'm going to root for them the rest of the way, I guess. I mean, who else are you going to root for? So I, I don't think, uh, I don't think the Swedish team are a bunch of ingrates who hate the, their country. Unlike this woman who didn't even belong on the team. Couple things, couple things before we uh, move on from our women's soccer talk. I know, I know, people turn to me for expert analysis on women's soccer and I'm here for it. But uh, that, that video we just showed you, there's a couple of them out there. Check it out. She's either totally washed up or she's tanking intentionally throwing the games. I tend to think it's the former. I mean, I can't imagine what would compel her to throw a game like this, her last game, but my God, is she done? Is she washed up? She, the, I could do better. And I'm serious. I could have made that goal. That one at the 10 second mark, we just showed you wide open that ball comes gently onto her, uh, to her and she boots it, misses the net by a mile. Something is wrong with this woman. And it's something the, the, the hair dye has seeped into her brain. She's done. She's awful. She's an embarrassment. And she's asked after the game when she's done crying, she's actually still crying. Asked what moment she'll remember most of what accomplishment. Keep in mind, she won two World Cups. She was named the best player in 2019, I believe. 
And she's asked, yes, she won in 2015 and 2019. Yeah, so they'd won two World Cups. She'd been kind of like the, 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 you know, the, the leader of that team that was the best in the world. And she's asked after the game, what, you, you, what will you remember most? Check this out. Play it. Is there a memory that stands out to you right now in this moment? Oh, um. I mean, probably equal pay chance um, after the final. Um, and I think, you know, they were saying equal pay, but could have been saying a lot of things. I think this team has always fought for so much more, and uh, that's been the most rewarding part for me, of course, playing in World Cups and winning championships and doing all that. But, um, you know, to know that we've used our really special talent to do something you know, that's really like changed the world forever. I think that means the most to me. And, you know, the players <laughs> she, she won the championship trophies, awards, SPs. And the thing she'll remember most is equal pay, which is a joke. It's just a political you know, pander to her and her ilk. Obviously, the men deserve more money because the men generate much, much, much more revenue. I believe it's 10, 15 times more revenue. But obviously, politically, uh, it pays to pander to people like her and they got equal pay and they will get paid next, uh, whatever, two years when the men go to the world cup, they'll get a big check because the men generate so much revenue. This on the other hand, didn't generate a lot of revenue for the men, <laughs> the women bowing out after a, uh, let's see a one, one tie against Holland, a zero, zero tie against Portugal and then losing to Sweden in penalty kicks uh, with the fun, culminating in this woman, this obnoxious ingrate airmailing one from halfway to, I don't know, where were they? Australia, Sweden, and um, uh, New Zealand. It's an Australia, New Zealand combo hosting for this World Cup. Oh, because everyone's wearing winter coats. They're all bundled up. Look, I guess, I guess it's winter down there, but, uh, oh, still hot. um, it's yeah. over and, uh, she'll be back probably, you know, f- She'll be on the View within a week. You know, oh, she'll probably oh, there's easily. no late night comment, no late night shows anymore because of the writers' strike. Maybe she'll get her own show. She maybe she'll be the next Ellen. She God knows she looks the part. This this is unbelievable. That kick right there. <laughs> it doesn't even go near the. I don't right know there. how she missed that one. That is how insane. do you? It, honest to God, there are children. You know, there are there are boys under fifteen who could make that kick. In fact, there are boys under fifteen. Who could beat this team? I think it's a good day to revisit this. You know, for you soccer fans out there who might not remember, FC, what's it called? FC Dallas, under 15 boys squad, beats U.S. women's national team in a scrimmage. This, uh, they not only beat them, they beat them 5-2. to two. This was in 2017, which was uh in between their two World Cup champions, they won in 15, they won in 19. Well, in between, they paid a bunch of 15-year-old boys and got smoked. They also played a team of retired men and lost like 10 to 1. This, and, and Megan Rapino is going to be, she's going to be an activist now. She's going to be an advocate. And one of her big causes is uh, uh, allowing men to play women's sports. Now that she's done, it doesn't have to worry about the next Leah Thomas dominating her sport, she said, let's let the men play. Let's let the men in the locker room. Let's let the men play. I'll predict right now, within two years, before the next Women's World Cup, 
you can have a man playing women's soccer and uh, they will probably uh, make a rule against it, but she'll be in favor of the man playing against the women and beating the women because she doesn't have to worry about him taking her job. She's done. She'd made her millions. ESPN has like a three minute tribute to this woman. And you want to talk about objective journalism? You know who the narrator is? Her wife, <laughs> Sue Bird, is the narrator talking about what a patriot she is and how she loves this country. Uh, we don't have to, it's, it's long and it's nauseating. We don't have to get into that. But I do want to get to the Joe Biden tweet. Now, in defense of Joe Biden, he wasn't aware of this. He doesn't even know who she is. He doesn't know that, that what the Women's World Cup is. He was passed out on the beach, I think, when, they, when this happened. Uh, but his social media team was very active while Joe was uh, decomposing on the Delaware beach. <laughs> and I, I need you to help me with this one because uh, do they do this? Do you do this for a men's team? If the men had just the worst performance ever in the world cup, which is what just happened with the women, the worst performance ever, the, the earliest exit Hell, they didn't win a game as far as I could tell. Maybe I missed one, but they, oh no, they did. I, oh, I, I don't care. They lost, they tied Portugal. They lost to Sweden. They went home. It's over. It's done. For that, Joe Biden tweets at the U.S. Women's National Team, you've made your country proud. Congratulations on an incredible run. The team is something special. And I'm looking forward to seeing how you continue to inspire Americans with your grit and determination on and off the field. What? Okay, let's break down and analyze this tweet from this uh, dementia patient on the beach in Delaware. Uh, you've made your country proud. Okay, quick, quick on the comment line. Got a lot of people dumping on Megan. How about somebody explain proud of what? <laughs> what would you be proud of? for a team that just got ousted well before it was supposed to in embarrassing fashion. Okay. Put it back up. I want to get to the, I want to read, I want to do the, the rest of this tweet because it's hilarious. Congratulations on an incredible run, a run. What kind of, what run again, one, one versus Holland zero, zero versus Portugal five to four loss in a shootout and penalty kicks against Sweden. That's an incredible run. Again, I know he's not writing this. I know he doesn't even know they're doing this. I know he's, again, totally out to lunch. And at this point, who knows what he was doing. But uh, he wasn't watching. He wasn't paying attention. This team is something special. And I'm looking forward to seeing how you continue to, in its, to inspire Americans with your grit and determination. They're done for the next four years, aren't they? <laughs> An incredible, what a run. Honest to God, he doesn't do this to a men's team. This is uh, this is kind of uh, pandering to the girls because he knows they, they they love and support him. He knows they, they like him, they hate this country, and uh, they can't, they don't miss a chance to dump on this country. Even during this pathetic run, they were, they didn't sing the anthem, they didn't put their hands over their hearts for the most part. They tolerated the anthem. And now they're going home and most of America is just enjoying the hell out of it. But Joe's proud on their incredible run. <laughs> Quick question, Mr. President. What do you mean by that? An incredible run. God, that is so embarrassing. It's almost as embarrassing as Megan's kick. But 
I am looking forward to see what Megan's going to do next. She's going to be out there on the front lines. She's going to be, she'll win more ESPYs, probably win a profile in coverage. She's going to win an, an Emmy and Oscar. She's going to be a darling of the elitists of the left of the media, but she's uh, good for the average American. They're always going to remember this final scene where she just, I mean, how many people players do you know whose famous final scene is a total choke job? That's what this was a total choke job. Here she is signing an autograph. This is probably the SPs. I hate that. I hate her from this video so much. Some kid, like a lot of 10 year old kid comes up to autograph a ball, hands it to her. She never looks at the child, never asks him his name, never says a thank you, nothing, just looks away. She's looking for other famous people. Where's uh, Meghan Markle? I, I got to say hi to Meghan. I mean, she's just so repulsive and it's just glorious. You do not have to feel bad about rooting against your country when it's, when it's this person representing your country, a person who, if she didn't have blue hair and didn't have, wasn't famous or infamous, wouldn't be on the team, as we could see. She's washed up. She's done at 38. And uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think who else has gone out. Who, who else in their famous final scene in sports choked their last moment on. I mean, it wasn't Bill Buckner's last game when the ball between his legs and he didn't belong in the field anyway. You know, it wasn't uh, Scott Norwood. He wasn't a very famous player. I mean, just famous chokes. John Vandeval choked. The British Open, but he wasn't a great player and he didn't quit the next day. I don't know too many athletes who in their final moment on the big stage choked. Uh, Colin Kaepernick sulking on the on the bench while Blaine Gabbert took his job. That's not a bad one after he went one and ten and got benched. But you know what? That wasn't his final scene, Ironhead, because he's in tip-top shape. He's ready to come back. That's true. All he needs is a team to give him a chance to stop blackballing him. But uh Maybe I don't. I just Megan Rapino. She play other things. I mean, it'll do like like the, whatever the Seattle Sounders or something. I mean, I know she's done. This is her last day, last game in the World Cup, the real important competition. But I guess she just sits back and waits for the men to earn a big paycheck that's, and give half to her. That's right. the thing. If they were bringing in like crazy revenue and it was more than the men's and they were getting paid more, I you would not see this the other way around. It just would not happen. No, no. And the president wouldn't say how proud he is. Get Kamala's tweet, too. I'll bet you Kamala tweeted something stupid. Or her team did, her staff. We're going to get to the other big announcement from uh, Joe Biden's comms team, the, uh, you know, the purple-haired brown grads who are uh, in the office at the White House sending out his tweets while he is uh, passed out on the beach. It's just that they're, they're the most tone deaf people in the world. They they are just so clueless, but we'll get to that. We got, we got lots to get to as usual on this Monday. We're going to get to my favorite. This is my all time favorite clip from Al Sharpton, which is saying something because Al Sharpton is not a smart man and has said many, many stupid and, and uh, inflammatory things over the years. Doesn't matter. He's still gainfully employed by uh, MSNBC. Hell, you can start race riots. You can, you could, you could orchestrate a, uh, a fraud, a hoax, like the Tawana Brawley hoax. You don't have to pay your taxes. As long as you're Al Sharpton and you hold the threat of uh, racism over them, they can never fire you. And uh, and I'm glad because he's always good for uh, he's always good for a laugh. We have speaking of tone deaf. We have the official tweet from the U.S. government in response to Vladimir Putin putting his political rival, this guy Navalny, in prison for 19 years. 
Man, you want to talk about the height of hypocrisy and irony. We will get to that. And the Sikh store owner, the Sikh store uh, clerk, and and the, the staff at the store, uh, the, uh, the convenience store in Stockton, California, that American hero who took out a whooping stick and just gave a beat down to a shoplifter. He's under investigation, according to the police. They're investigating him for assault. Oh, it's it's all on the level because they're also investigating the thief that stole all the stuff that prompted that that earned him the beating. But we will give you the latest uh, on that as well. We and we got much, much, much more to get to on this Monday morning. But first, I, 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 excuse me. During these crazy and uncertain times, we can't talk enough about having reliable tools for self-defense for your family and yourself. Florida-based EAA Corp. specializes in providing exceptionally high-quality firearms to the U.S. market at an incredible value since 1990. Choose from a wide selection of unique and traditional pistols, revolvers, and shotguns. Whether you're looking for a concealed carry, competition pistol, or home defense shotgun, EAA has it. Their MC-1911 series fits the bill, and they're available in compact carry or full-size configurations. First-time gun owner? Well, the all-in-one 9mm MC-9 and MC-28 striker fire pistols come fully equipped in a sleek, light, ergonomic package ideal for everyday carry. Concealed carry has recently been approved in several new states during the last year with no permit required. This is because personal defense is a growing issue and EAA Corp has your answer. EAA's lineup includes shotguns for hunting, sporting, tactical, or personal defense that will exceed your expectations. There's a limited lifetime warranty on every firearm available from EAA. Visit eaacorp.com to learn more. That's eaacorp.com to shop for your personal firearm protection. Oh, we got the we get the late we got to get to the Devin Archer. Tuck Devin Archer sat down with Tucker Carlson for over an hour. It was unbelievable. It was a little, little lot of giggling going on between Tucker and uh, Devin. They sound like buddies, but he, of course, there were a couple of bombshells, and the media ignored them to completely. But I, uh, before we get to that, I want to get to Al Sharpton. Hell, I was going to start with this, except the uh, the U.S. Women's Soccer Team was just too much fun watching them go down. But this is the, I don't know. I would say top 10 most, most incredible sound bites, comments, thoughts, observations from uh, a cable news host. Guy's an actual host. He's always sitting in with, uh, with Scarborough and uh, Barnacle and Mika, but he, I think he still hosts a weekend show. He hosts a show, Al Sharpton, who is a tax cheat, a fraudster, a hoaxer, a, uh, a liar, a racist, a guy who uh, inspired, who indeed incited a riot that cost people their lives. That's another irony alert. He's going after Trump for inciting an insurrection. This guy actually did incite a riot years ago in New York that cost some people their lives and got a bunch of cops hurt. But I'm sorry, this, this thing should be hanging in the Louvre. This comment, the question, we're, we're, again, it's MSNBC, all they do, all day, all night is talk about Trump and him overthrowing the government and hanging Mike Pence. And just, they don't, they don't cover the scandal, the biggest scandal in political history. That would be Joe Biden taking bribes, selling the white access to the white house, selling out the country. They ignore it completely. We have the numbers. This is all they do. Trump, 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 Trump. 
So maybe they're running out of things to say. <laughs> maybe they're running out of comments or observations. But listen to this buffoon uh, talk about try to put Trump's attempted insurrection in historical context. Go ahead. One day, our children's children will read American history. And can you imagine our reading that James Madison or Thomas Jefferson tried to overthrow the government so they could stay in power? That's what we're looking at. We're looking at American history. (laughs) I will never get tired of this. Can you imagine? Is that Barnacle sitting with? I know he's sitting with that. I think that guy, Jonathan Lemire. There's no Scarborough there, but. This was, I believe, Friday. Al Sharpton said on live TV on a cable news channel, Al Sharpton, a political analyst, said, can you imagine Thomas Jefferson or James Madison overthrowing the government? Now, I'm going to guess the co-hosts, the panelists there, they knew how freaking stupid this was, and they just didn't want to, I don't know, didn't want to embarrass him. Probably thought if they call him out, they'll call him a racist. But that has to be the single dumbest thing. I mean, I, this, I, I guess there are dumber things on The View, but on just on cable news channels, that has to be one of the top five dumbest things I've ever heard. Can you imagine Thomas Jefferson or James Madison over, uh, Al, I think they did that. I think that's why we live in America, why we're not singing God Save the Queen and playing cricket today. That is why they are heroes. That is why they are called the founding fathers. They founded this country. They overthrew British rule. They, they fought the king they, violently. The idea that, that Thomas Jefferson would somehow, he views him as somehow some docile, like, bureaucrat, like, who just went along, wouldn't ever overthrow the guy. I, I wonder, and I know people have asked this over the weekend, I heard it was a big issue on social media, and I've heard other shows talk about it, but what would Thomas Jefferson think today? Would, what would he have thought of the COVID lockdowns? What would, what would he think about giving half his money to the government? Uh they, they revolted over a tea, a tax on tea. How would he feel about a tax on everything, on everything he bought, on his property, on his inheritance, or on, on his uh, savings? I mean, a tax on everything. Will you give half your money to the government? Gee, Al, do you think Thomas Jefferson might have an issue with that? Do you think James Madison? They, they supported violent overthrow. Of the of the British of the occupying British forces, they were all you know shooting dead British soldiers and shooting them in the face. They would want they they would they would burn the IRS headquarters to the ground. They would fight for their freedom. And this buffoon thinks Thomas Jefferson would never oh never overthrow the government. They'd be repulsed with the size of the federal government. They would be repulsed with the control they have over people's lives at this point. They would be, they would be, hell, they'd be banned from social media. If Thomas Jefferson were alive today, he would be banned by Facebook. He'd be like one of these, you know, Alex Jones type rebels who'd be banned by social media, be hated by the people at MSNBC, hated by everyone on CNN and ABC and the New York Times. They would hate Thomas Jefferson and James Madison. He would be, I don't say he'd be Trump, but he would be uh, a disruptor like Trump. That's what he would be, you idiot. By the way, 
just to review, he was pushing to have the United States stop maintaining the Thomas Jefferson Memorial in D.C. because Jefferson owned slaves. He hated Jefferson, and now he's using Jefferson to make a case against Trump. And the other thing was, I mentioned this earlier, he goes off like he does every day, like they all do every day, calling Trump an insurrectionist and a, and a tra- traitor and treasonous and because he inspired the mob on January 6th to riot. You know, that's, you know, he got impeached for it and now they want to put him in prison for it. In 1991, if people don't recall, there was a riot in Crown Heights in Brooklyn, I believe. He, uh, the two, two uh, black kids got hit by a car in a Jewish profess, uh, procession, I believe a funeral procession. One died, one didn't, but uh, he blamed the Jews. He actually was quoted as saying, let's kill the Jews, Al Sharpton. Well, they did. They killed a couple. There were two dead, um, 129 arrests, 152 cops injured in this riot, which Al Sharpton inspired, which he incited. That guy now wants to put Trump in jail for inciting a riot. Anybody, anybody noticing? This is a host, a full-timer on MSNBC, on a cable news channel. This, this, this insurrectionist. <laughs> can't imagine, Al. Can't imagine. You know what I can't imagine? Can't imagine. Thomas Jefferson wanted to overthrow. George Washington, he would never do that. He would never want to overthrow a, 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 a government. Oh, God, these people are just buffoons. All right, we got to, well, let me do this before we get to Tucker and the rest of the, uh, the latest on Devin Archer and the latest on our favorite Sikh store owner. We're going to see if there's a GoFundMe. If they put press charges on this guy and he opens a, and he starts a GoFundMe or a Go Duck Daddy, Go Set, it'll be the biggest ever. It will be the biggest one ever. It'll be bigger than uh, Penny in, uh, in New York. But uh, let's get to this tweet from Anthony Blinken, because, boy, did he take a beating over the weekend. This is just unbelievable. It really is. As we know, uh, we've never seen it in this country, at least in my lifetime, never seen a president, any politician, going to greater lengths to imprison, to criminally charge, to convict, to imprison his political opponent. I mean, obviously... Joe, uh, there, uh, Donald Trump's already been arrested three times. He's going to be arrested again. He's facing uh, 70-something felony counts. He's looking at hundreds of years in prison. He's looking at dying in prison. That's the effort the Biden administration, the thoroughly corrupt Biden Department of Justice, is going to to imprison Donald Trump. It's it's absurd. It's offensive. It's, it's disgusting, to be honest with you. They don't want to beat him at the ballot box. They want to imprison him. And, and they, they hate him so much. They hate what he did to them. They hate what he's promising to do to them if he does return to the White House. They want to imprison him before he can get the chance to get his old job back. Anyway, we've seen it. Um, Trump is facing 600 and something years in prison. Well, a, a opposition leader in Russia, this guy, uh, Alexei Navalny, You've probably seen him. He's he's get those shots in prison. He's he's younger. He's I think he's you know been been poisoned. He's been sick, but he's still in prison. Um, a Russian court convicted Navalny on charges of extremism and sentenced him to 19 years in prison on Friday. 
one day after Donald Trump was arraigned in federal court on charges related to the 2020 president elect, presidential election. And uh, this is what, I, I guess Joe Biden's comp team didn't want to, they, they knew how absurd it would be for him to do it. So they had Anthony Blinken, this absolute lightweight, this embarrassment of a uh, secretary of state. Uh, Blinken posts, the United States strongly condemns Russia's conviction of opposition leader Navalny on politically motivated charges. The Kremlin cannot silence the truth. Navalny should be released. Isn't that rich? And boy, did they take a beating on social media as well. They should. You know what, Anthony, Anthony, you really should sit this one out. One day after Trump is arraigned on uh, four charges, conspiracy charges, and we read the uh, the indictment uh, on Thursday, uh, essentially being uh, indicted for lying, lying, political lies, saying dead people voted, illegal aliens voted, they robbed me, they stole the election. That's what he's being charged with. It's a, it's a chilling indictment designed to intimidate everybody to, to never, ever question a, an election or election results. One day after that, we condemn Russia putting a political opposition leader in jail. Hey, Russia doesn't seem so bad. He only got 19 years. They want Trump to get 600 years. They want Trump to die in prison. This guy probably will die in prison, and that's a dream. Joe Biden would love to see his political opponent die in prison. Uh, but the uh, the hypocrisy did not go unnoticed. On So they got, they got ratioed big time as well. They should. Here's a quick update on the Devin Archer thing. We'll, we'll get to the uh, Tucker interview, which was strange. It was good. It's worth watching, but it was strange. And I'll, I'll tell you why in a moment. Um, this, I, uh, Devin Archer was Wednesday, I believe, the deposition. The Devin Archer, well, he, he did it Monday. They released the transcript. They did the, the, the interrogation, the interview with one Democrat in the room, Dan Goldman. We played you the sound. He came out. He said, oh, he just said, uh, you know, Joe Biden didn't talk business. He just talked about the weather with all the Hunter's Business Associates. We kind of suspected at the time he was lying. It was confirmed when the transcript came out. It's incredible that someone like Dan Goldman thinks he can get away with, I guess he just thinks his constituents, his supporters are stupid, and they are. And he just lied his ass off. So they all, oh, they talked about the weather, they didn't talk business. And then the transcript comes out and puts the lie to that. And as we suspected, Dan Goldman, the new Adam Schiff, was lying. They talked business many times. According to uh, Archer, he puts the number 20, sounds like much, much more than 20, where Joe would get on a phone call or Joe would have dinner at a restaurant, Cafe Milano in D.C. with Hunter's Business Associates, including the mayor of Moscow's wife, including the Chinese connection, this Johnny Yi. He had dinner at a restaurant and this liar, this, this weasel, Goldman says, oh, no, he just put on the phone with his son, said, hey, how's the weather? He just lied. Okay. And Democrats went out, Jamie Raskin. That's all they do. That's all they can do is lie about this. Well, check this out. In the, on Thursday, after the uh, Devin Archer transcript released, ABC, CBS, NBC, and CNN combined for, you want to guess? How many minutes coverage of the transcript? Oh, countless. Probably just like hours, hours, and hours. <laughs> zero. Zero. I guess I'll give MSNBC credit. They, they spent like two minutes on it, I guess. <laughs> two minutes on proof that your, your president 
was lying for years about not talking business with his son, proof that he met with these, these dirty, corrupt business leaders who were funneling money to his family, proof. And ABC, CBS, NBC, and CNN combined for zero minutes of coverage of the Devin Archer transcript. Sunday shows, that'd be yesterday morning shows on ABC, CNN, yes, yeah, CNN, NBC, CBS, and ABC. Sunday morning shows, coverage of Dever, Devin Archer testimony, zero minutes. The the media is your enemy. Donald Trump, not everything he says is, is accurate or... Uh, <laughs> He sure was right when he said the media is the enemy of the people. These people are the enemy. They are shameless hacks, shills, uh, lick spittles. These are just supporters of the corrupt Biden regime who will stop at nothing to protect their guy. Nothing. There is not a journalist, a self-respecting journalist anywhere in the world who wouldn't say that's news. This is Hunter's business partner, Hunter's best friend, a guy who'd been with Joe Budd many, many times. A guy who says, yes, Joe Budd was at dinner with the mayor of Moscow's wife, who then shortly thereafter sent a three and a half million dollar check to Hunter Biden, who was the the Chinese Communist Party connected business guy from China. Johnny Yi was there at dinner. And then Joe Biden wrote a letter of recommendation to get his daughter into Brown. He said he never met with these people. He lied. And they just ignore it and hope it goes away and sit there and talk about Trump, 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 Trump. Anyway, let's get to Tucker. Again, this is a weird one. He does a two-part interview with Devin Archer. The first one's 12 minutes long. The second one is an hour and three minutes long. They spend half the thing, half the, the hour on Devin Archer's background, where he grew up, where he went to college, where he went to high school, where he, you know, how many you know jobs he's had over the years. And they, it takes a while to get to the connection to Hunter. Now, Devin Archer's going to jail for a year for bilking an Indian tribe uh, out of like $60 million. And he's, um, they, they, they wanted to send, they, uh, Biden's corrupt DOJ wanted him sentenced before he could testify. They wanted him imprisoned and put away. They didn't get their way. He did testify, spent five hours with a few members of the house, including the liar, Dan Goldman. But then I think he sat down with Tucker. We're not really sure when or where, and he can't, he says he can't talk about the case, the case he's being uh, imprisoned for, but he does talk about a lot of stuff, a lot of weird stuff, but he confirms, he, you know, he, he says he you know likes Hunter. They were good friends. Although he says getting hooked up with the Bidens was the worst thing that ever happened to him. I don't think it's worked out well in the end, but he and Hunt, he and Tucker both say that Hunter's really likable. I have a problem with that, by the way really likable. You're not really likable when you're banging your wife's, your, your dead brother's widow and her sister. You're not really likable when you're trashing the house you're renting. You're not really likable when you go to court to stop your own daughter from using your name. That is not a likable, nice guy. That is a scumbag. Sorry, Tucker. Sorry, Devin. Not a nice guy, no matter how how friendly he was to you when he saw you at a kid's soccer game. Just a really, really bad guy. That's just, that's just me. But we'll play one, at least one uh, exchange between these two, which, you know, this is what the media, the MSNBCs and ABC, and C, this is what they're completely ignoring. The longtime best friend and business partner of Hunter Biden, refuting Joe Biden's claim that he had nothing to do with the business. And flat out, this is the second eyewitness, by the way, uh, uh, second associate 
colleague, business partner, Tony Bobulinski and Devin Archer have both uh, exposed the lies, the corruption of the Biden family, and the media has ignored both of them. You will not see either of them. Tony Bobulinski offered CNN an interview. Uh, I think it was a month ago. They never got back to him. He said, I'll sit down with anyone, Jake Tapper, Anderson Cooper, you know, Dana Bash. They never got back to him. Hunter Biden's business associate who ran the company, who can tell you where all the bodies are buried, who can tell you how involved the president was, and they didn't return the call. They do not want to hear from him, the enemy of the people. But let's listen to uh, Archer and Tucker yuck it up on a little sit-down last week after. I believe it was after Devin Archer's testimony in front of the House. Go ahead. There's no corruption here at all. This is totally normal. Joe Biden had no role whatsoever in uh, in his son's business or knowledge of it. But right. How would, I mean, that seems false. Yeah, I, I think that, yeah, I think that's that's categorically false. I think that what, what the, he was aware of Hunter's business. He met with Hunter's business partners. He, I mean, you found a letter that, that illustrates that he knew me. And I he's thanking you. <laughs> he's thanking you for so, his efforts. So I think that was, for, yeah, I think your it's effort. A, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that, a, that's a, um, you know, that's, that's not factually right. I, I didn't understand the motivation for Archer, but he did come off like as a, like a credible guy. He doesn't seem like a liar, a slick, uh, we, even though he slicks his hair back, he doesn't seem like a crackhead, like his, his former best bud. Uh, and maybe uh, my theory is that Hunter, Hunt, that Tucker and Archer knew each other. They both were in DC for a while, I believe. And they are about the same age. They both have a bunch of kids and they somehow were friendly and he convinced them, you know, to do a little, uh, a little repair work on his reputation by sitting down with, uh, Tucker and making it seem like he was a victim of uh, Hunter's schemes. Uh, and they literally spent over an hour talking and yucking and giggling and small talking. But that's the takeaway. That's the important part right there. What Joe Biden said for years was flat out false. Now, in what world is that not news? <laughs> in what world is that not what a journalist, a reporter is supposed to pursue? Uh, it's just amazing to me. I can't even fathom the uh, the dynamics in the editorial rooms at uh, the Washington Post and New York Times. I mean, you have to consciously, deliberately uh, make sure that nobody, <laughs> nobody pursues this because by any definition, it's news, huge news, scandalous. I mean, what Joe Biden has said and done, and they have chosen to ignore it completely. It is amazing to me, as Elon Musk said over the weekend, if you haven't already canceled your app, your uh, subscription to the New York Times, now's the time. Musk did this, said this in response to one of the most amazing New York Times headlines. You can find this, Ironhead. Uh, Musk tweeted out, the New York Times defended the black uh, speaker in South Africa who called for the death of white farmers. They're calling for genocide in South Africa. They are killing white farmers. And they did a little, he did a rally. They were dancing, they were singing, and he was saying, kill the boar, which is kill the white man. And New York Times said, uh, it's not exactly, uh, <laughs> I don't know what they said. It's, it's taken out of context. The Republicans are pouncing. And Elon Musk, who is, of course, from South Africa, took real offense and said, 
The New York Times is a disgrace. And if you are still subscribing, you should stop now. This is a good time to stop. And he's so right. If you're still subscribing to the New York Times or Washington Post or Boston Globe, now is the good now is a good time to stop. There's plenty of other places to get your news. You do not need to give these vile people your money. I just I know obviously the globe is like on its last legs. They're losing millions. The Washington Post lost a hundred million last year. The New York Times still has the uh, big subscription numbers because they're the leader of the, uh, you know, anti-Trumpers out there. And and anyone who hates Trump or anyone who loves Megan Rapinoe subscribes to the New York Times. But how can you still? I mean, they're literally defending a guy who said, let's kill the white man. (laughs) Do we have that tweet from uh, Musk? I'm I'm looking for it right now. He's. He's uh, he's a little pissed off. By the way, oh, you're gonna show this one. Just while I'm, just while new, while I'm looking for this tweet, that could I need be our to new out cue. If you haven't seen it, Megan Rapino dancing. She's wearing like a dark men's suit. Oh God, she's got her hands in her pocket. She's got sunglasses, a beret. And she's on the field, and that is, she's just so unlike. Look at that right there. <sighs> well, we won't be looking at it much longer anyway, will we? Uh, you want to get to. Uh, our favorite 7-Eleven owner operator. I love this man. Yeah. Uh, let me do Shay, and then we'll tell you the latest on the beatdown. That I called it the best video you will see all year. The best shoplifting video I've ever seen. Well, we'll revisit that. We'll give you an update on that story, but first. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, excuse me. Excuse me. As you know, Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. This is your spring project, people. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great uh, values on designs that will fit your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town and do it now. Do it this spring. No reason not to. You know that removing the stairs is a pain. They're heavy. They're awkward. And where do you take them when you get rid of them? Shea will take care of all that for you. They Leave it to them. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll get a brand-new front entrance. Learn more at SheaConcrete.com and... While you're there, you can look for a job. Shake Concrete is hiring. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. That's it. Go to shakeconcrete.com. All right. Oh, yeah, we got to do We got to do Biden's, Biden's uh, social media team is just so bad, so bad. Well, we got competition. As you know, we got Callahan Coffee, and it's great. No one who's ever bought a bag of Callahan coffee has complained. Not I believe me, I would hear it if they did. They would they'd be bitching at me, but I get nothing but great uh, reviews, including from Ironhead here, who lives off Callahan coffee. Um, puts a little bit too much cream in it, I think, because uh, you know someone who drinks as much coffee as you do, Ironhead, you should be getting you know a little slimming down at some point. No, I've lost forty two pounds, Gerald. I'm not getting a good look. Let me see you again. <laughs> 42? Yeah. Let me see the full boy. Stand up. Take, uh, take your clothes off like Leah. Wow, you are, a little, little, you are getting trimmer. Yeah, I'm, I'm down. I think the, the, the camera adds 40, so. I know. I, I went to. Uh, I went the, to, secret to your, the secret to your diet is that all the Callahan coffee? No, it's no carbs, actually. 
but uh, that's key. That's crucial. This is what keeps well, me our coffee, keeps me going. Let, let me just say, our coffee is much better than what's it called, Brandon Dark Brandon or something. I don't, I don't know. Joe, he likes his coffee dark. Joe Biden is selling coffee and mugs. Yeah, he's we, not. We saw. Do we? We had Bug the Chug mugs. I don't know if we still have those available, but we got Bug the Chug mugs. We got Joe Biden selling Dark Brandon um, mugs and coffee and I think T-shirts or something. But watch this. Tell me these. this is there. I mean, I know Trump's a wild man on, on truth and he used to be on Twitter and some of the stuff is embarrassing, including a, a really dumb thing. He truthed over the weekend that he's coming after everybody which is not a smart thing to do when you're facing 9 million criminal charges. But anyway, let's watch Joe Biden's awful uh, social media team put together a, uh, I guess, a, an ad for Dark Brandon, Joe Biden coffee. Go ahead. I like my coffee dark. <laughs> That's, That's it. Is that it? That That's is the it. whole post? It's the whole thing. And then they don't wear the graphics. I like don't my coffee dark. Oh, there it is somewhere. you. Where do you go to buy that stupid mug? It doesn't say. I, I, that's why <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's even like a real mug or if this is just his social media. I like my stupid. coffee dark. That's if, all he says. If they posted this video and didn't have a link to buy that, they're dumb as hell. Like that would no, been... I think I think there is. I think I saw it. I think you can go buy that mug and I think you can buy like, I don't know, a T-shirt and some, but that's it. I like my coffee dark. I like my coffee. And he's supposed dark. to be dark, Brandon. And on the mug is that picture of with Biden's got like lasers coming out of his eyes. It just the whole dark Brandon thing just doesn't work. They want it to work, but it just doesn't, it doesn't work when you have that cadaver like passed out on the beach or shuffling through the sand. You can't make him a dark uh, a character. All right, here's Musk over the weekend. <laughs> uh, Musk is great, and I'm looking forward to rooting for him against Zuckerberg. That's coming up soon, too. By the way. Yep. Apparently, uh, all the uh, it's going to be streamed on Twitter or X, excuse me, and uh, all the money is going to charity. So that's kind of cool. Excellent, excellent. Um, I'll be rooting for him. Although we think he's the underdog, I think uh, Zuckerberg's smaller. He's got a lot of training. All right. The New York Times actually has the nerve to support calls for genocide. If ever there was a time to cancel that publication, it is now. And he and he gives you a link to a uh, place called removepaywall.com where you can read <laughs> uh, newspapers, get behind their paywalls. That is so wonderfully uh, mischievous, isn't it? New York Times, hey, you want to beat the paywall? Of course, you have to pay for that that service, remove the paywall. That's very funny. It costs money, but I might do that just to get behind the paywall of some of these places that I hate. But he's right. You can't support a place like New York Times who is supporting genocide in South Africa. But all right, before we go, let's get to our man, the uh, the wonderful Sikh warrior slash 7-Eleven uh, manager or owner. We're not sure the status of these guys, but they're working at the 7-Eleven. And uh, as we showed you last week, as everybody knows, they um, put a beating on a shoplifter who attempted to steal like, I mean, it was thousands of dollars. He had a full trash barrel. Uh, a trash barrel that he filled with cigarettes and vapes and cigars. And I mean, he was going after the expensive stuff, but here's, here's what you need to know. This is from uh, the post millennial. He said on Saturday, Stockton, California police revealed they were investigating two 7-Eleven store clerks for assault after a video of them beating a would be robber went viral on the internet. 
in a post on Facebook, the Stockton PD said it was, quote, it was able to combine the investigations of the suspected robberies, robberies and suspected assaults because of the diligence of a witness recording. Now, the witness, as you recall, was the one taunting the store owner to say, ain't nothing you can do about it, as he videotaped it. And then when they caught the guy, held him down and beat him, he was mocking the guy. He was going both ways because he knew he had a he had you know, internet gold with this with this video. He knew he had a post that would go viral, and he was having a blast. But the police are investigating. But check this out: the guy they beat, st- he robbed the place two other times within twenty four hours. This was the third time he robbed the store in twenty four hours. I would say they uh, that he earned this beating. They held him down and just pounded him away with this stick until he was begging for mercy. And uh, he left without uh, any of the goods that he was attempting to steal. But I'm telling you, if they attempt, if they arrest these guys, I'm, and I stocked in California is a crime riddled hellhole. But if they arrest these clerks, particularly the one with the stick, you're going to see the biggest GoFundMe of all time. There are people, everyone's seen this video. It's gone viral. Everyone is enjoying it. Everyone is sick of this wave of, shoplifting and smashing grabs going around the country. So they are, uh, these are heroes and they should be treated like heroes. They stopped him. He, 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 one of the times I'm just reading about it, he, he robbed it at three 30 in the morning. So they stay open 24 hours in a bad neighborhood. That takes guts. If you're a store owner, he robbed them at three or three 40 in the morning. Then he robbed them at midnight the next day, essentially. And then this again, with, it's the third time in 24 hours. I guess he just figured they wouldn't, wouldn't, didn't stop him the first two times. So we went back for everything. And they said, not so fast and gave him a beat down. And we'll, uh, we'll be following that. I hope they do arrest him. So we get to look at him, hear his name. And we get to uh, hear the whole story from an American hero's perspective. And maybe he'll get rich, like, uh, like Mr. Penny there in New York, who uh, is getting rich hopefully, and staying out of prison. But uh, anyway, we got to leave it there. There he is. There he is. Dark brand on the beach in his Depends. His, see, he came back from the beach on Friday and immediately went back to Delaware. Like, he doesn't, I mean, he's, he, he's spent 40% of his time on vacation, and he has no shame. He does not care how lazy he looks. He just, he just doesn't really want to do the job, doesn't really want to put in the effort, put in the hours, which is fine, because when he does, you know. It's not that he doesn't want to do it. He just physically cannot. That's probably true, too. You know I mean, all the, all the drugs, they pump him full. They can only do so much. He needs his rest. But eventually, he's going to have to hit the road and start campaigning, and that's going to be just – we are going to have gold, comedy gold, when he starts tr- attempting to campaign as he's – brain continues to deteriorate but uh we'll be here for it but that will do it for today thanks to everyone for listening and commenting we will get to all your comments later in the week i promise uh, everybody everybody hates megan rapino <laughs> at least our people just can't stand her no she gets she gets people going man she gets a reaction out of people i give her credit for that she's just so disgustingly unlikable but Anyway, unlike us, Ironhead, we're just a couple of likable guys. We're beloved by uh, them all. Thanks again for listening. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow. God save the queen, man. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the earth?
Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.